You may take your seats if you can. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Memorial Church of Harvard University, a space of grace on this campus committed to the pursuit of veritas and caritas, truth and love. This week is neither one of culmination or conclusion concerning your education, but rather this is commencement. It's only just the beginning. Thus we pray for open minds and humble spirits so that we might know that we have always have more to learn. There's always room for intellectual expansion. This is why the proverb instructs us to choose Sophia's instruction, wisdom rather than silver. We are to pursue knowledge rather than choice gold. For she is more precious than rubies, and no material object attain will ever compare with her. We pray that today's baccalaureate will serve as a moment of intellectual inspiration and spiritual reflection. Be proud. Be proud in recalling how far you have traveled in four years, as well as the many obstacles that you have overcome. Yet embrace humbly the infinite paths of possibility that are ahead of you, acknowledging that each day is a sign of amazing grace. We welcome you, Harvard College Class of 2014. And we here at the Memorial Church thank God for you. Zure 子曰君子即無莫事而名不成焉子曰君子求諸己小人求諸人子曰人人弘道非道弘人子曰知者不惑仁者不憂勇者不惧for gentlemen of purpose and men of benevolence, it is inconceivable that they should seek to stay alive at the expense of benevolence. It may happen that they have to accept death in order to preserve benevolence. The master said, if one sets strict standards for oneself, yet makes allowances to those he makes demands to, one will steer clear of ill will. The master said, there is nothing I can do with a man who is not constantly asking, what am I to do? The master said, 
The gentleman is troubled by his own lack of ability, not by the failure of others to appreciate him. The master said, the gentleman hates not leaving behind a name when he is gone. The master said, what the gentleman seeks, he seeks within himself. What the small man seeks, he seeks in others. The master said, it is the man who is capable of broadening the way. It is not the way that is capable of broadening man. The master said, a man of wisdom is never lost. A man of benevolence is never worried. A man of courage is never afraid. Alti tchar b'mariam, alti kane b'osa avla, ki kachatzir mehera yimalu, v'chayarek desha yivolum, b'tach ba'adonai v'asetov, shchan eret urea emuna, v'hitanag al-adonai v'yiten l'cha, mishalot libecha, gol al-adonai darkecha uftach alav v'hu ya'asa, v'otzi Kaor tidkecha, umishpatecha katsaharayim. Dom ladonai vidholel lol al titchar, bematliach darsho viish osa mizimot. Herech meaf vaazov, chema al titchar ach lehareya. Ki mereyam yikateron, vikavea donai, hema irshu aretz. Yodea Adonai, you made to me mim v'nechlasam la'olam tehiyah. Lo yevoshu be'et ra'ah v'vimimei ra'avon yishba'u. Me Adonai matzadei gever konanu v'darko yechapatz. Ki yipol lo yutal ki Adonai somech yado. Na'ar hayiti gamzakanti v'lo ra'iti tzadik ne'ezav. Vizaro mivakesh lachem. Kol hayom chonen umalave vizaro livracha. Sur meira vaase tov ushchon leolam. Do not be vexed by evil men. Do not be incensed by wrongdoers, for they soon wither like grass, like verdure, fade away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Abide in the land and remain loyal. Seek the favor of the Lord, and he will grant you the desires of your heart. Leave all to the Lord. Trust in him. He will do it. He will cause your vindication to shine forth like the light, the justice of your case like the noonday sun. Be patient and wait for the Lord. Do not be vexed by the prospering man who carries out his schemes. Give up anger. Abandon fury. Do not be vexed. It can only do harm. For evil men will be cut off. But those who look to the Lord, they shall inherit the land. The Lord is concerned for the need of the blameless. Their portion lasts forever. They shall not come to grief in bad times. 
In famine, they shall eat their fill. The steps of man are made firm by the Lord when he delights in his way. Though he stumbles, he does not fall, for the Lord gives him support. I have been young and am now old, but I have never seen a righteous man abandoned or his children seeking bread. He is always generous and lends, and his children are held blessed. Shun evil and do good, and you shall abide forever. Ajetasto akanish as ete, Sama bratrao vavaridhu, Sabau gaya, Karmanye ivadikaraste, Ma paleshu kadachana, Ma karma fala hetur bur ma, Sangotsva karmani, Aum sam kachadvam, Sam vadadvam sam, Vo manamsi, Janatam deva bagam, Yata purve, Sanjanana upasate. Samano mantraha, samitihi, samani, samanam manaha saha, chittamesham samanam, mantram abhimantraye va samanena vo havisha juhomi, amani va akutihi, samana hridayani, va samana astuvo, mano yata va susuhasati. None is superior or inferior, high or low. All are equal. We can advance and flourish by practicing the eternal and universal code of life. You should perform karma for the benefit of humanity without prejudice. Bias gives birth to evil, which creates thousands of obstacles in our path. You only have authority over action, not ever to the result. Don't be motivated by the result, and don't get attached to the inaction. Walk together towards a path of truth devoid of bias, injustice, or intolerance. Talk to each other to enhance your knowledge, wisdom, and affection. Organize together so that everyone may enhance their health, knowledge, and prosperity. Your analysis of right and wrong should not be specific to one set of people. View the progress and happiness of all as your own progress and happiness. May we come together for a common purpose.
اعوذ بالله من الشیطان الرجیم بسم الله الرحمن الرحیم یا ایها الناس انا خلقناكم من ذكر وانثى وجعلناكم شعوبا وكبائل لتعارفوا انا اكرمكم عند الله اتقاكم ان الله عليم خبير بسم الله الرحمن الرحیم لا يكلف الله الا وسعها لها ما كسبت وعليها ما اكتسبت ربنا لا تواخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا صدق الله العظيم In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful. We, God, created you, male and female, and made you into nations and communities so that you may get to learn from each other. Verily, the most honored among you in the sight of God are the ones who are most righteous. God is all-knowing, all-aware. In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful. God does not charge a soul except with that within its capacity. It will have the consequence of what good it has gained, and it will bear the consequence of what evil it has earned. Our Lord, do not impose blame upon us if we have forgotten or erred. Our Lord, and lay not upon us a burden like that which you laid upon those before us. Our Lord, and burden us not with that which we have no ability to bear. And pardon us and forgive us and have mercy upon us. Ean tais glosais ton anthropon lalo kaita egalon, agapen deme echo, gegona kalkos echon ekumbalon ala lazon, kai eon echo profetean kai aido tamusteria panta kai pasan tegnosin, kai eon echo pasen ten pisten hoste ore methistenai, agapen deme echo uthen emi. Kan sumiso panta tu harpalkonta mu, kai eon paradoto soma mu hina kohesomai, agapen de me echo uden ofalumai. Hergape macrothume, Christuetai hergape, uze loi, hergape uperperutai, ufisiutai, uk askemone, uzete te heautes uparaxunetai, ulogisetai to carcon. Ukaire epiti adikia, sukaire de te elethea, panta stege, panta pistueai, panta elpice, panta hupomene, hergape udopete pipte, 
ete de propheteai katagethesontai, ete gosai pausontai, ete gnosis katagethesetai, ek merus garginoskomen, kai ek merus profetiomen, hotande elfe to teleon, to ek merus karkadethesontai. Hote emon nepios, elalun hos nepios, efronon hos nepios, elogizomen hos nepios, hote gegona aner, katergeka te tunapiu, blepomen kai arti di esoptru en enigmati, tote de prosopon pros prosopon, arti gignosco ek merus, tote de epignosomai kathos kai epignosten, muni demene pistes elpis, Agape, tatria tauta, meson de tuton, he agape. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will fail. Where there are tongues, they will cease. Where there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But that which is perfect has come. Then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. And I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I am also known. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Mahura Hove Hat Marie Chakie 
सेवा ते सदा सुख पाया गुरमुख सहज समावण्या ज्ञान त्यान सब गुर ते होई साची रहत साचा मन सोई अनहद वाजे सहज सोहिला शब्द आनंद करे सद केला सहज गुफा मैं ताड़ी लाई आसन ऊंच सुवारिया जियो फिर कर अपने करे मैं आया जो लोड़ी दा सोई पाया फिर कर अपने करे मैं आया जो लोड़ी दा सोई पाया वैगर जी का खालसा वैगर जी की फते What good is social class and status? Truthfulness is, is measured within. Pride in one's status is like poison. Holding it in your hand and eating it, you shall die. Through selfless service, eternal peace is obtained. Spiritual wisdom and meditation all come from the Guru. Through the lifestyle of truth, the true Lord comes to dwell in the mind. The unstruck melody resounds and resonates in peaceful ease. I rejoice in the eternal bliss of the word of God. In the cave of intuitive wisdom I sit, absorbed in the silent trance of the primal void. I have obtained my seat in the heavens. After wandering through many other homes and houses, I have returned to my own home, and I have found what I was longing for.
Greetings, class of 2014. It is a privilege to be here with you this afternoon, together one last time for this strange and ancient ritual called the Baccalaureate, where I am to impart words of wisdom in a final somber sermon, and you are to receive them during a week of high spirits hardly designed for sobriety. ago when I mentioned a day when every pew in Memorial Church would be packed and the floor as well with all of us dressed in black and gathered to pause for a moment to consider your time as undergraduates and your lives to come. I'm guessing that you could not imagine any of it. The week you arrived it was 96 degrees and Hurricane Earl was bearing down on us. I appeared with a host of elders in dark robes at your convocation, and I urged you to make Harvard yours. You adjusted to leaving home. As one of you explained in a Crimson interview, you asked your classmates to be sure it was safe to put socks in the washer. You survived without even the memory of hot breakfast, except as the inspiration for a rock band. For four years, you encountered extraordinary people. Henry Kissinger declared his loyalty to Adams House during the Great House War of 2012. <laughs> Lady Gaga put up her paws in Sanders. Renee Fleming led a master class. Toni Morrison explored the nature of goodness. And Matt Damon discussed goodwill hunting. Mark Zuckerberg came to recruit for, for Facebook. Al Gore challenged us on climate change. Wynton Marsalis traced the evolution of American music. 
You discovered each other in evolving spaces on Tinder or in chat, Snapchat. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Snapchat, or I saw you, Harvard, but also on the porch outside this door and in the new Science Center Plaza or in Stonehall, or perhaps even on the couch dragged into the Lowell House courtyard that created a sensation and a community. You produced prize-winning senior theses on subjects ranging from mammalian cardiac regeneration to healthcare in Uganda to gang violence in the Roman Empire. You came together to organize relief aid when an earthquake rocked Japan and a typhoon hit the Philippines. And then again in the wake of Superstorm Sandy when Harvard canceled classes for the first time in 34 years. You took on the weird weather. You sledded down the steps of Widener during a bevy of blizzards. You danced in the mud at Harvard's 375th birthday. <laughs> and you completed those senior theses during a polar vortex. Within a month of your arrival, the movie The Social Network had provided the world, as one of you put it, with a preconceived notion of you. But in face of those determined to define you, you insisted on defining yourselves you are likely to have to continue to do so. As Conan O'Brien, class of 1985, put it, count out the wrong change, and it's, you went to Harvard? Ask a guy at the hardware store how those jumper cables work, and it's, you went to Harvard. Or my favorite, get your head stuck inside your niece's dollhouse because you wanted to see what it's like to be a giant, and it's, but Uncle Conan, you went to Harvard. <laughs> but in so many ways, you have, fact, in fact, been the definers, the definers of Harvard as well as of yourselves. In your freshman spring survey, 90% of you ranked hard work, honesty, respect, and compassion as your top four personal values, with power and wealth near the bottom. As one of you put it, you became your best selves with each other, and you urged all of us to do the same. You challenged the status quo with Occupy and with activism on issues of divestment and sexual assault. You helped spark an international conversation about inclusion with I2M Harvard. You called for a moral as well as an intellectual education. You integrated the arts into new causes and contexts, reimagining the Higgs boson as dance choreography. Finnegan's Wake on a one-man stage and classical music as an aid to North Korean defectors. You created a blog called LOL, My Thesis, that went viral. <laughs> and you unleashed the abject and hilarious truths of thesis writers everywhere. You snowshoed through the Harvard forest and measured the biodiversity of bees in the Arboretum. 
You resurrected Harvard Club cricket, as the motto says, ball by ball, over by over. And from a team of novices, you transform women's rugby, not just into a varsity sport, but an Ivy League powerhouse. You lent members of your class to the women's Olympic hockey team, and you focused all eyes on Spokane as you carried men's basketball back to the NCAA, past Cincinnati, and oh so close to Michigan State. And of course, you crushed Yale at the game for the seventh straight year. And as the class who entered in 2010, which has sometimes been called the year of the smartphone, you tweeted and buzzfed it all as you Instagrammed your selfies, viral tagged your Pinterest accounts, and monitored your Twitter feedback. I hope I got that all right. <laughs> as your phones kept getting smarter, the world continued to shudder with disheartening frequency and sometimes terrifying force. You were fourth graders when 9-11 changed the nation, and halfway through high school, when the financial system nearly collapsed in the worst economic crisis since the Great Depression. You were college freshmen when American forces tracked down Osama bin Laden, and the Arab Spring cracked open the Middle East. You were rising sophomores when Boston mobster Whitey Bulger was caught after 16 years on the lam. Juniors when Lance Armstrong confessed to doping and a disgraced Tiger Woods appeared in a Nike ad above the words, winning takes care of everything. And just as we were asking, in what universe is that true? The bombs went off at the Boston Marathon and brought us all together in days and ways we will never forget. You have refused to be defined by events, however tumultuous they may have been. You have said, we have a purpose. We demand our place. Thursday, you will receive your Harvard College diplomas and enter the world of educated women and men. And you have every reason to feel apprehensive about defining yourselves in an unpredictable and difficult world, about what one of you recently called one's plans or lack of plans for life. Even if you have plans, questions remain. Can I find a good job or meaningful work in the long term? To whom and what am I accountable? What, after all, does success mean? What makes a good life or doesn't? Earlier this spring, I interviewed Vince Gilligan, the creator of the TV series Breaking Bad, which ended after five seasons last fall. As many of you know, it's fundamentally a morality play, chronicling the descent into evil of its main character, Walter White. When I asked Vince Gilligan what he saw as the essence of Walt, a bland, non-entity chemistry teacher afraid of life, who, after being diagnosed with terminal cancer, over the course of the show transforms himself into a diabolical, meth-making drug kingpin. Why had Vince invented him? 
what had inspired him to dream up this guy. Once Walter White knows he has a terminal disease, Vince explained, he's able to shed the fears that have always inhibited him. Breaking Bad is the story of a man who is free to ask himself, what would you do if you weren't afraid? It's a question well worth pondering. Who are you, really? Who would you be? What would you do if you weren't afraid? It's a question that Facebook COO Sheryl Sandberg, tomorrow's class day speaker, has asked when she talks about gender equality in the workplace. She means embrace your ambition. Seize the leading role, for example, by dispelling doubts. What will happen if I speak up? What if I'm judged? What if I fail? Or sometimes just as scary, what if I actually succeed? It's a question that our late Reverend Peter Gomes asked, and you were the last Harvard class to know him, when he confounded categorization, a gay Baptist preacher, a black pilgrim Pilgrim Society president from Plymouth, or as he used to say, an Afro-Saxon. He meant embrace your own identity. And it's a question I ask students every year when I describe my parking space theory of life. How would you go about parking if you weren't afraid there was no parking space? You wouldn't park 10 blocks away from your destination. You would go where you want to be. Live with an attitude that will keep you focused on what you really care about. Each way of asking and answering this question is about imagining something and then acting on it, no matter what the hurdles or what the fears. So it's a useful question, but how does it produce a diabolical meth dealer? It occurred to me that many of the things I asked you to do at your convocation and much of what you have done these past four years are the same things that Walter White, of all people, does in Breaking Bad. He takes risks. He tries something new. He's an innovator, an entrepreneur. He commits himself. He develops confidence and conviction. He experiences life more fully. And yet, the more he does these things, the more selfish, the more cruel and depraved he becomes. He rationalizes his behavior, he lies to himself and others, and he becomes a moral failure. So what have I been encouraging? (laughs) I certainly hope no Walter Whites, though I confess to having been addicted, if that's the appropriate word, to Breaking Bad. In the final season, Walter puts his finger on the key to his moral demise. It's not when he says, I liked it, I was good at it, and I was really alive. But instead, it's when he confesses, I did it for me. Your undergraduate education has, of course, been for you. In your time at Harvard, you've learned about yourselves. And I, along with your mentors and parents and friends, have watched with joy as you discovered purposes and passions you could not have imagined four years ago. You've been encouraged to take risks, and you've taken some. But as you take that capacity for risk beyond the library and the lab and out into the world, what happens to your moral compass? 
How do you end up breaking good? Learning is partly about taking risks for the sake of achievement and excellence. These are values that we share and celebrate. But more important, these past four years have also been designed to teach you about facing outward, acting for the sake of a better human community. Nelson Mandela once told writer Richard Stengel that, and I quote him, courage is not the absence of fear. It's inspiring others to move beyond it. Every performer, every teacher, every first responder, every team member has experienced this, being drawn through challenge to a larger purpose by an audience to touch, a person to live up to, a team to rally, a community to serve. Mandela said, of course I was afraid. During most of his life, it would have been crazy not to be. But through the act of appearing fearless, he said he inspired others, and they in turn, as Stengel put it, gave him the strength to triumph over his own fear. We are interdependent. Our work and our lives depend on others as theirs do on us. At the heart of this is empathy, the ability to put ourselves in someone else's shoes. Whether you have taught the Second Amendment to Boston fifth graders, or studied water transportation in Brazil, or run the Harvard Square homeless shelter, or work to develop a vaccine for AIDS, you have realized that one of our greatest challenges is to understand the perspective of another person, another society, another religion, another nation, other universes, other times. But there's a paradox about empathy. In a lecture here last month, the former Archbishop of Canterbury, Rowan Williams, suggested that empathy is not saying, I understand how you feel. Rather, empathy is the capacity to say, I have no idea how you feel. A moment of humility, of curiosity, of awe, the knowledge that we must, in his words, go on learning and relearning who others are and who we are and what we actually care about. That is exactly what a liberal arts education has prepared you for, for opening yourselves to that kind of learning, reaching for that kind of connecting. The most important thing for you to have learned here at Harvard is that far from ending with your degrees on Thursday, your education and the service to others that is its greatest purpose has only begun. In the words of John Cotton, a 17th century founder of Harvard College, once life work is a calling aiming at the public good, work found not by deceit and undermining of others, but through an open door. And so, class of 2014, with the right combination of luck and learning, humility and compassion, we do not break bad. Instead, we can create moments of grace with and for one another. The great Herbie Hancock, in one of his Norton lectures on the ethics of jazz this spring, described a performance on stage with the Miles Davis Quintet. 
The band was in a groove, the music building to a climax. When Hancock played a chord he described as 100% completely, entirely wrong. Time stood still, he said, until Miles took a breath and played a phrase that made that chord right. It was some kind of magic, Herbie Hancock said. Miles didn't hear what I played as a wrong chord. He merely heard it as an unexpected chord, a lesson about human harmonies and musical empathy, a lesson about the improvisation and creativity you have taken so marvelously to heart. Visitas gets canceled, so you reinvent it. The 375th is hit by a deluge, you dance in the mud. A cheating scandal rocks the college, so you successfully advocate for an honor code. Bombs strike the marathon, so you take care of one another, and you run again. The story is about being transported back from a moment of fear to something larger than yourself. That's the magic, to reach beyond what you do for yourselves to what you do for one another. If any class can do this, it is yours, and the world has never needed you more. Keep on defining yourself and defining Harvard. Find the happiness of that room without a roof. Come back often. Keep reminding us of who we need to be. And may you all have lives as good as they are great. Thank you very much.
considered. This Shabbat, Jews all over the world will read our most sacred blessing from Leviticus chapter 6, verse 22. This blessing was once recited by priests in the Holy Temple in Jerusalem. It is today my blessing for you. Yivarechecha Adonai v'yishmarecha O God, great mystery was, is, will be of the universe. Bless these graduates along the path of life. And as they leave this home of theirs and spread off across the globe, please guard their bodies, hearts, and souls. Ye'er Adonai panav elecha vichuneka May they grow to see that everything in this world, from the vast oceans to the smallest neurons, from organic farms to Facebook, everything is a wondrous facet of your glad and smiling face. May they always feel your loving kindness enlivening them in each and every moment. Yisa Adonai Panav Elecha Veisem Lecha Shalom. May they act righteously so that it is clear to all who encounter them that they too are a facet of your greatness. And please, God, grant them, all of us in the entire world, your greatest gift. Shalom peace. May this be your blessing and say, Amen. Please pray with me. Today, most holy of holies, we gather in this place, standing at a daunting yet remarkable threshold, the threshold that leads from higher education to the world of higher learning. Looking over their shoulders, these students have memories ripe of all that has led to this particular moment. They see faces of friends who have accompanied them, moments of grace and love from family and mentors, wonder at the sheer beauty of this yard, this campus, this city, joy at all that has set their hearts on fire with passion and zeal for life itself. But in the gaze over shoulders, there is likely much unfinished at Harvard for these graduates. Their minds may still be puzzling over a problem they simply couldn't solve. Their hearts may be wandering along a trail of uncertainty through a relationship that came apart. They may be yearning for their place on this planet where they can live out their deepest vocation. On this day, Most Holy One, meet them at the threshold and hold their gaze for this is only the beginning, the commencement of what is to come. Today, most holy creator of life, as these Harvard graduates are standing at the threshold, may their eyes light on all that calls them into the future. 
for courage to take the hand of another and boldly step out into the unknown. We lean on your mighty strength, O God, for the capacity to dream of a world where all your children are fed and clothed, loved and playfully alive. Give them vision. As citizens of this planet, grant that their contributions will reach beyond measure and their lives would be instruments of your peace. Shalom. As this class steps across the threshold beyond the Harvard gates, catch them in the great web of joy and hope, where words of grace and love are quick to arrive on their tongues and compassion and care arise from ready hands. And may even unnoticed acts of care for this your vast planet set the whole world shimmering with delight. And may they know, as they run toward your upward calling, most holy life, that they join the great multitude of educated global citizens who inherit a glorious legacy to sow seeds of peace and reap a harvest of joy. Amen. Please rise and join in singing, Now Thank We All Our God. President Faust spoke of how this class revolutionized social media here. I so wish, President Faust, that I had a picture to put up on Instagram 
of the collective face of Kierkegaardian fear and trembling on your faces when you were trying to figure out where she was going with the Walter White illustration. <laughs> Please, if you would, immediately following the blessing, if you would just allow uh, the president and I space to make it uh, to the back to the vestibule so that we may greet you at the door. Please receive the blessing. Go in peace. Speak the truth. Give thanks every day. Respect the earth and her creatures, for they are alive like you. Care for your body. It's the imago dei, the image of God. Live simply. Be of service. Be kind. Be guided by your faith, never by your fears. Go humbly on your path, for you will then walk in the sacred way. This is our prayer. This is our plea. May we all say together, Amen.